Welcome to 1202, the Human Factors Podcast, the podcast that covers all things about humans, technology, and particularly the bit in between, with your host, Barry Kirby. And welcome to this episode of 1202, the Human Factors Podcast, with me, your host, Barry Kirby. We have a podcast today based all around personal behaviour change, with a view to providing you with better health. But before I introduce today's guests, there's a couple of show notes. Firstly, you will have noticed if you're looking at this in your podcast directory that we have new artwork. So we've got new logos and cover art, and that's with thanks to Layla Malik through the Fiverr platform. She can be found at Layla Malik underscore one, uh, sorry, Layla underscore Malik at zero one. And she put a lot of time and effort into producing us some new artwork. And those who know me know how finickety I can be about, uh, about that. And she put up with me very well. So my massive thanks go out to her. Alongside this, we've got some new social media channels. So on Twitter and Facebook, you can search for 1202 Podcast and you'll find specific uh, pages set up there. So if you want to go and and look specifically what we've been doing without looking on my own personal accounts and the other rubbish that I put out, then um, then that's going to be a curated page of of that type of thing. So then that leads to the first question that I could do with your feedback on, um, you out there as the listeners. Um, Do we need a LinkedIn page? We do put this podcast out on LinkedIn, but would you like to see a specific page on LinkedIn purely for this podcast? Do let me know um, through the usual social media channels. Alongside with the support, we've been, I've had a few people ask if they could support the podcast in any way. So after a bit of research, I've set up a coffee page. So that's KO-FI. And that's where people can donate um, any sort of support that they want. Um, I like the analogy to it, uh, uh, donating a cup of coffee. And so you can find that at coffee.com forward slash 1202 podcast. And I can say that everything that we raise through that approach will go directly back into making this podcast more more accessible for more people. So it's been encouraged that we look at some maybe video versions of this on YouTube and with some captioning and scripting to make it more accessible. So if you've seen any um, ideas or proposals about how other people have made their podcast accessible, though I would ask you why you're listening to other people's podcasts instead of just mine, um, then do let me know um, through the usual social media channels because the idea is that we evolve this and make this better. Um, and alongside that, the, and the one of the drives behind making this better is that we've been lucky enough to be listed, listed in the top 20 best human factors podcasts of 2021 in Welp magazine. And not only have we been listed in the, in the top 20, but we've been listed at number one, baby. And so I'm really, really pleased about uh-huh. that. So please go to um, uh, weltmagazine.com, 20 best human factors podcasts, and you can see us along with um, 20 other great podcasts um, on there. But um, but yeah, you just need to scroll to number one, be the top one, because that's us. Um, but talking of other podcasts, I've also been moonlighting. So one of the other great podcasts that are out there around the hum- in the Human Factors world is Human Factors Cast, which is a weekly podcast full of contemporary Human Factors news hosted by uh, Nick Room and Blake Arnsdorf. I was asked as a guest about three weeks ago as, uh, to stand in for Blake um, as he's gone through some stuff and would I stand in and, and be one of the um, uh, one of the co-hosts. And, and that was fantastic, except from trying to coordinate a UK-US podcast meant that I'm um, doing a live podcast between 12 and 2 in the morning. And we'll hear about in the uh, when I talk to my guests in a while about why that's been a, a slight challenge for me. But as a one-off event, we've just now completed the third one. Um, and so it's becoming a bit of a regular thing. So I won't be that offended if you go to your podcast uh, provider and search for Human Factors Cast and listen to what they've got to do. As I said, their offering is different from what we have here. Theirs is based on uh, weekly news. 
they have a main weekly news story and then some some uh, stories and things from um, from the interweb such as um, Discord or Reddit where we can answer various questions. So it's an it's an hour long. Uh, it's it's a live uh, live recording, which is um, again quite good fun to do. So go and give Human Factors a cast a, a search and a listen and and again get, see what you think. Anyway, back to today's topic. I've alluded on some other episodes recently that I've been doing a bit of health readjustment or behaviour change in the past three months. And fundamentally, this has all been around me changing the way I do things, my, my own behaviour. And given that I've spent most of my uh, working life looking at behaviour change, I've got to say I was somewhat sceptical that this would work because whenever whenever people come to me and say, Barry, I'm going to change your behaviour, I kind of feel like I know the tools and techniques that are going to be used. Therefore, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, and it sort of sets up as a bit of a challenge. Um, and so I had to really go into this with a, a different attitude of I'm not going to try and undermine what happens. I'm not going to try and guess or define the the processes. I'm just going to go with it. And I have to say, coming to the end of that initial program um, and lost over two stone in weight, which I'm really happy about, I thought it'd be really interesting to talk to the two inspirational guys behind what I've been doing and and find out more about them. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce... um, uh, I'd like to introduce Hex Salgado and Jose Martinez Abarca. And welcome, gentlemen, and thank you very much for coming along. Hello, Hi, um, Barry. Sorry, thank you for, for having me, having us. No worries. And um, welcome, Jose, as well. How are you doing? Hi, fine. Fine, thanks, and thanks for uh, having me on as well. Cool. This is um, going to be interesting because normally we do one-to-ones, and this is now a um, sort of turned into a, into a threesome. Um, so what we'll be go- what we're doing is we, is we go through is I want to find out um, not only about what you've been doing, and we're not going to give away I think the what what you could call the the, the secret source about we have behind what you do, but I really want to dig into um, a how you got to do what what you're doing, and b really what is it you're doing, and what have you learned about people's behavior behavior change and 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 that type of thing and then we'll get into how people can get in touch with you if they want if they want to know more so i guess we'll to kick things off um hey you um run fitness tmb could you tell us what is fitness tmb and um and what what do you do okay barry well essentially i uh i thought it was necessary to create something i a business that really wanted to help men and people over 40, primarily because I think it's a bit of a tricky old age. We'd be looking after children, we'd be looking after work, We and often you find people that had very um, active lifestyles before, and they hit that 40s and everything goes pear shape. So I created Fitness TMB, and TMB stands for Thriving Mind and Body. So I was very aware that the mind and the body go very well together is you can have people that are very very fit if you can imagine you're californian not to have a go californians of course but (laughs) can you envisage that youngish person a young guy who spends 10 or 15 hours running and lifting weights who physically is very fit but is not in a good place because they've ever done it they've gone too past on that on that uh u-curve if you want so it was trying to get the balance right and uh so yes so fitness tmb was created specifically to try and address the challenges of the modern person, mainly guys, I guess, in their 40s. That, that's why I created Fitness CMB. Cool. So um, this is still, still, I guess, a relatively recent venture for you. This isn't what you've done all of your life. Um, how did you get into, how, how did you get to this point? How did you decide that this was going to be the, uh, the, the, the new venture? 
Okay, good. Yeah, good question, Barry. Um, so um, I have been an engineer for 30 years. And uh, when I looked to something that I was really passionate about, um, fitness was always there. So in all the different jobs that I've had, whether it's been on site, constructing things, whether I've been working shift work, I'm very familiar with shift work, I did it for eight or nine years, um, whether I've done project management, one thing that was akin to all my all my work and everything I did was my level of fitness. I realized that I, re- I remember vividly building a, um, a bioethanol plant in Kansas and we were working at minus 20 um, and that was rather chilly and everything was frozen and I was doing a, a, I was supervising, I was going out to check a site and I slipped on the ice. Now this was a, this was a mammoth slip. This was feet literally in front of me, three feet up, straight on my back, bang. And I, the first thing I thought is, oh, crumbs, what's gone? And for a few seconds, I, I, I sort of gingerly sort of stood up. Not a whisper, nothing. Wow. Yeah. And I went, wow, nothing. Like, and I thought, okay, fair enough. Wait till the following day. I got out the following day, nothing. And I really was, at the time, I was actually training twice a day. So I was at peak fitness. And that's something that stuck with me. And years later, whether I've done shift work or done whatever, I've always been very mindful that having a body and a mind in, in good condition has allowed me to do so much. Different countries, different different times. And so I then thought, what, what are the what are the base of all of this? How do we get into our best mind and in our best body? But at the same time, not living in the gym. There has to be. So what are the key things that are the game changers? And that has been a bit of a voyage of discovery to really dig deep. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any sort of is. I'm an engineer that understands data uh, and I'm able to learn and teach myself. And that, in a sense, has been a challenge to find the things that are really what I call needle movers. So that was, if um, if you want, that, that was the exciting bit of putting all this together. And really, um, I am, we are in our, in our second year of Fitness TMB, finishing our second year. Fantastic. Um, Jose, you've, um, uh, I guess to, just to explain to people uh, why I've got both of you on. Um, heck, you overrun, you overrun, you run the overall um, Phyllis TMB. But um, Jose, you've been my basically my personal coach, guide, and mentor That's for right. uh, for the past um, 13, 14 weeks. So, how did you get involved? How did how did you get involved in Fitness TMB? What 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 is it um, that, that got you ex- excited about this? Well, uh, I was one of Hector's first victims. Oh, <laughs> see, I use the word victim as well. Hmm. Okay, I, uh, I, yeah, not to to say bluntly. I mean, I, I turned fifty uh, last year, and I was a total mess, uh, physically and mentally. Uh, and it was just as lo- lockdown was starting, and Hector reached out to me, and. I didn't really need that much convincing. You know, I knew I had to do something. Uh, and thankfully, Hector got in touch and I, I did the program. Uh, first, the uh, the transformation program that you did, and then I stayed on to do the Evolve. Yeah. Um, had very, very close cooperation with, uh, with Hector uh, through this time. And... Okay, I have to maybe give a little bit about my background. Is 
I have a background in, in all things Eastern, so martial okay. arts, Zen meditation. Again, without giving away too many of the secrets, Hector was speaking my language, right. so right. I found it very easy to to uh, take on board what he was saying. Uh, it resonated with me. Uh and when I was doing this, I, I got a very strong feeling that, you know, this is what I would like to be doing. I'd like to be coaching people and helping them. Cool. Improve their, their, their health and well-being. Uh, and then uh, one day Hector asked me, you know, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, sure. So here I am. Fantastic. So you mentioned that you, uh, that this was sort of, um, you've been running this through sort of the COVID-19 period, um, which has been, you know, what we all hoped was going to be a, a few months and, and, and it went into a significant period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you found working and basically trying to operate this type of uh, business during um, COVID hack? Well, it's funny actually, because I, I decided to go online back in October, November, December. I actually was, coached by 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 a company by someone i've never done online coaching so i was a qualified personal trainer so how would i transition online well i got someone to coach me to show me how to do it and then in january i was online with all the tools all the gizmos now unlike you uh, barry who's a who's a bit of a a technophile who likes all his gadgets and bits i'm a bit more of an average guy i can just about put an excel and write emails okay i'm, I'm that side of 50. So for me to start doing everything online was a challenge. But again, you persevere, you work, you learn the tricks. And so so that was great. So then all of a sudden, uh, COVID hit. And yeah. all of a sudden, I was online. So in a funny old way, I was able to just stay online and be able to coach online. And it seemed a really odd time in the world to be an online coach when most people were stuck at home. So, so last year, um, 29, 2020, was a great year in terms of fitness TMB, getting people to know what we did. Um, for, from all, all over the world, we went from Mexico to Mauritius, the States, Spain, uh, the UK. So again, having that online platform enabled us to coach people. Again, Finland, a Hossa coach, someone from Finland. So yes, that, that was, it fitted really well with our, with our business strategy and the possibilities. Once you adjusted to the time zone, you could coach anyone anywhere as long as they had an internet connection. So it was really really uh just lucky timing i guess in that sense yeah no the, i mean well you create your own look don't you the fact that you had um the inspiration and idea to come up with that idea, that the, that structure um and it like I say it was it was such a weird time isn't it when everybody was was locked in at home and the, i guess you, you've almost got a captive audience there if, they, if they're willing to um up their arms and take it so what we'll get into um, in, in a second is really more into the detail about how we look at personal behaviour and habits. And we'll come right back into that after this break. You are listening to 1202, the Human Factors Podcast. We wanted to take the opportunity to say thank you for your support. You can help further by rating us through your podcast provider, sharing us through social media, and telling your friends and colleagues. Let's work together in raising awareness of the value in putting users at the center of what we do. And welcome back. Um, so now we're going to get into, I guess, a bit more of the detail about what it is that um, you you basically put me through for 13 weeks. Um, heck, how do you 
I mean, going around changing somebody's behaviour, as alluded to at the start, can be really, really difficult. Um, how do you go about starting to change personal behaviour and habits that have been particularly ingrained over a, over a significant number of years? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the obvious question, I guess. I, I think the first thing you need to be mindful of is the person that comes onto our programme wants already is working with you because otherwise it wouldn't be with you. So if I went into the high street and try and grab someone, I'd really have my work cut out. But the father of that person uh, says, look, I've got an issue. I've got a problem. I'm not sure how to resolve it. I think you have the solution because I've seen your website. I've seen the transformations and I believe you have a solution because my mate, my friend, often have references that come through. So straight away, you've got someone who's prepared to put themselves in your care and say, look, this is super simple. We're going to do A, B, C, D, E, F. And we are going to go from A to B so you can see how this is done. So straight away, they're in your team. Then what you need to do is explain to them that the habit change is all about a process, a system. Uh, we are actually, as human beings, quite malleable. And if you look at the latest on neuroscience, we thought once upon a time you're born with so many neurons and it can't, can't change and blah, blah, blah. Now we know that we are extremely malleable. Okay, so so straight away, you can change that behavior by just getting people to follow uh, a particular path and process. Giving you a simple example, if we take a really simple sleep. Now, most people, because of the world we live in, the lights, we don't live in caves, everything else that we know, most of us don't sleep very well. Mm -hmm. uh, and sleeping is a game changer. It's something that both Hoss and me know about. So straight away, you put in a a pathway to get not just okay sleep or good sleep to absolutely master sleep. So we try with most people, we try and get sleep that is absolutely world-class. So when people see that they've gone from having average sleep to awesome sleep, they go, wow, I think this guy knows what he's talking about. So straight away, you've got a captive audience. I go, wow, tell, tell me how high to jump and I'll jump. So that is straight away that element of behavior, which is ingrained both physical and psychological, if you want, with something like sleep, to give you a, a, an example. Yeah. Okay, so, um, Jose, what sort of um, habits do you think are the most stubborn ones to shift? Which ones Which ones do you, I mean, Hex already alluded to sleep as being, being one to, to play with, but what, what else do you target to, um, to, to, try and, to try and change? I think uh, the question is, is how much resistance there is to change. Okay. What are the things? What are the things that we hold uh, are so so important to us that we could never change? Uh, so many. Uh, okay. So Hector just talked about sleep, uh, something we talked about also. <laughs> uh, and the question is, you know. How, how resistant, you know, you, you tell an adult person that, you know, you should really be in bed by nine o'clock or 9.30 or whatever, you know, how willing are they to accept that message or does it become an argument? Of course, I can't go to bed at that time because I have to do all these things. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly, from my perspective, it was really interesting because the... Um, when the, the the biggest thing you were hitting on from my personal experience was um yeah you've got to be going to sleep at you know, at, at a set time 
and getting up at that set time um, and get that into in, into that rhythm. And and there was and I didn't really get the full value on, into it until I started doing this um, the, the Human Factors Cast podcast, which I mentioned to you before we uh, before we started recording. When they suddenly turned around and said, "Oh, we're going to do a live recording," and from the UK time it'll be twelve and two, and that's the first time I think in my life I was like, "But that means I'm not going to go to bed at my uh, the right time." what am I going to do? You know, and had to actually sit and think, right, right, what, what is, how am I now going to change that? Whereas historically I would have just gone, yeah, well, I'll just stay up and power through. It, it's, it's not a problem. Um, whereas now I, I, I've, I can, I can feel how that behavior has changed that I've actually now had to plan what I'm doing and, and where it goes. So Hank, what you, you mentioned about, um, when you got this, you said you, you went on, you started looking at doing this, doing things online. So what tools are you using um, you know, sort of technology tools to to actually deliver yes. your courses. What are you doing? It's amazing. If, if we look at, if we give a bit of background, in the conventional sense, if you hired a personal trainer, you'd meet him or her in the gym, and they'd be going through the reps, the sets, maybe a bit of a warm up, a cool down. It will all be focused maybe around the actual training in the gym. If you were lucky, they might give you some advice, maybe a little bit of nutrition. Do this, do that. Uh, if you were even more lucky, they might even tell you a bit of water, and that's about it. Mm. What we have now, of course, is we've got a we've got loads of apps that we can use. So, for example, you can take an app that encompasses so much. Take, for example, an app that will have that you're able to track your food. So you upload your food, you upload what you've done. You can then, with an app, you can track uh, your activity, whether it's walking, running, any activity. You can then also track um, your water consumption, and you just start tracking all these things that will then help you change your own behavior because you've got that tracking that you're doing. But for someone else who's helping you and monitoring what you're doing is all that information that they can say, Oh, Barry, let's look at what you ate on Wednesday afternoon. Are you only ate a plate of rice? Don't you think you should have a bit of protein in that? Don't you think you should have a bit of color in that? And, and, uh, okay, well, tell me a bit, and they go, oh, it was a bit of a rush heck because of this, because of that. All of a sudden you've got that data specifically that you can talk about. And of course, if you see a plate of food, you don't just have, if you told me you just had a plate, plate of rice, I wouldn't know how much it was, for example. If I see it and I can see how it's been combined, all of a sudden you've got the colors, the graphics, and so much more information that's added to it. So yeah, so the app is an absolute godsend yeah. that, that is so convenient and gives so much information. And again, you've got that engagement through the app itself yeah which, which is just great and i thought the again the you mentioned about taking the photos of the food and things i thought there was some interesting i guess background psychology there of making you know your plates look colorful and actually the one of the quotes i guess is make, make it uh, make it look like you put it on it on instagram um which again i thought was um really neat because it's obviously such um very much of the moment um so it again it, an interesting driver there um jose we also, you you're my uh, my personal coach, um, but uh, but presumably when you have um, a number of different individuals, you've got to adapt what you're doing for each individual um, because everyone has different drivers, different I guess you know lifestyles and all that sort of thing. How do you how do you do that? How do you cope with that? Well, what's uh, absolutely paramount is the initial interview we do uh, to get as much background information on the on the person as possible. And then from there to start adapting the the program. I mean, the the, the basic we call them pillars. The basic pillars are the same, yeah. But what which we emphasise and in which order 
uh, and to what degree really depends on the person. So, for example, someone with a very sedentary lifestyle, we wouldn't push them out in the first week to start running, uh, well, to start running, basically. He's being very uh, polite and he's, he's, he's talking about me. So yes. I, I, just put that, I just put that out there. <laughs> okay, so we did, we, you know, we started nice and easy with the walking. Yeah. And then, and then progressed on that. Of course, then if you have someone, not everyone has to be also stressed and not everyone who comes to us is looking for weight loss. We, we also have had people who wanted to gain muscle uh, or have very specific fitness targets. Uh, basically, someone who's preparing for a, a marathon, obviously, would have a, a totally different regime to someone who's, like I said, uh, looking to, to, to lose weight uh, and has a sedentary lifestyle. So... Yes, the, the, the marathon running wasn't me. I can definitely say okay. that. Um, though you never know. Um, the So I guess different people have different struggles when, when, they're, when they're doing this, but do you ever think that you identify things that actually, there's some things that just can't change? You'd, you'd love to change it, but from what you're doing there, it's so ingrained that they're, that they're just not going to change. And if you... If you can, if you find that sort of thing, what do you do about it? Do you try and change it, or do you try and move, try and work with it, and, move, and work around it? Awesome. There, there's, there's no, there's no point in forcing, forcing anything. Uh, if uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's impossible, but certain things may take longer right. to change than the 13 week program will allow. And then we work around it uh, and try and also mitigate for that yeah. uh, in, in certain ways. Uh, we've had uh, one of, one of my clients, I mean, he did, uh, he had a job which didn't allow him to, to go to bed at regular hours. Right. Yeah. So, so we had to, to work around that and, uh, come up with kind of alternative solutions to his situation. So you can't, you can't say, yeah, okay, everyone has to go to bed at this time and get up at this time and do their exercises at this time. Uh, because everyone has a different kind of lifestyle as you, yeah. you said earlier. Okay. So heck we've, we've sort of highlighted that, um, the, you're running fitness CMB. Um, Jose is one of your coaches. Um, and let's talk about Jose behind his back. Just switch your ears off for a second. How do you train somebody to uh, to become one of your coaches? How what, what does that? Even, how do you identify that? Yes, I want I, I I want them on board. I want them part of my team. And then what what do you what do you what do you give them or you highlight to them to enable them to to work work for you? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Really, um, I was looking at expand the fitness TMB. And I think understanding what we're doing, what the philosophy is, the, the desire to, to help other people to get to a better place. And uh, what the, the, when I actually reached out to Jose, I felt he had sort of the attributes, the qualities, someone he was passionate about what he was doing. And I seen the effort himself that he put into this. Yep. And then again, the contribution in the, again, the contribution in the WhatsApp group, we've got a WhatsApp group and uh, where clients and coaches are all in. And I could just see how keen he was and passionate about that. So I guess I identified that he could fit in well. 
obviously what added to, to his uh, his overall package, if you want, the fact that he had this great background in martial arts. So he had already a good mindset. He already had, and just for example, meditation. That was things that he could bring to us that would be really, really useful. And um, and But the one I think the main element was he had been in a bad place himself and he has shed 20 kilos in just over 12 months. Wow. And I thought that was just so great. He Again, he was something like 110, went down to 90, and he has said, look, I haven't done stuff like this for over 20 years. And I thought, man, I can't say that I've ever been that big and I've done this transformation. I've always been more or less as I am now, just, just one of those things. But I thought it'd be very, very powerful for someone to be able to feel someone else's pain and say, no, I've been where you are. I was 20 kilos heavier. It can be done. I've done it. I'll show you how. And I thought that is such a powerful, and I know other, other trainers have been like that, whether it's on YouTube, on Instagram, they've done that journey. I thought that was just a wonderful extra bit of strategy and thing to bring to say, look, I've done it. I can help you and I can coach you. And that was something that I personally couldn't give. I thought Jose could. And furthermore, just to add to what he's done, the two biggest losses of fitness TMB are both under Jose. Could it be a coincidence? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, the two biggest right now, 20 kilos and 17, are both Jose's clients. So again, he's done a cracking job and I think he's at empathy and that being able to put himself in the client's uh, um, shoes, really. Yeah, yeah. So, haven't you talked about you behind your back, or say? Um, how do you how do you enjoy coaching? Do you what, what do you get out of it personally? The basic, basically, being able to help someone and and seeing a different that you can make a difference to someone else's life is is uh, it is. The, the the thing you you get out of coaching yeah uh it's what gives you satisfaction i mean for me <clears throat> taking taking part in uh in the, the fitness tmb program and the coaching is a is a deeply personal um personal motivation yeah. uh just to say you know my my father died when he was 50 uh I was going in the same direction, uh, to put it bluntly. And if I can help someone avoid going down that path, say, uh, and help people get their fitness and their, their health back, then I'm, I'm very happy if I can do that. That's, and yes, I mean, certainly I know from my own personal perspective, you certainly helped me very much on, on that journey. Um, heck, you work with quite specific age ranges you said it right at the top around you know got to be over 41 um you could have at least nine kilos to lose um why 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 them specific ranges i just well i was speaking to my friend chris who's, who's a doctor and from a biological standpoint 40 seems to be a cutoff point hormonally things change the doctors talk about over 40s it seems to be that decade where things start changing and if you think about the way we live now barry where most people have children later on in life they get a career people used to have children in their 20s 20 years ago my father's 23 years older than me um nowadays people often start life having children in their 30s or mid 30s so by the time you get into your 40s you probably got 10 and 12 year olds running around or thereabouts. And really you've got better things to do 
uh, time, you're basically a juggler balancing loads of balls out. Um, and, and, and it's a real challenge. So it seemed to me that over 40s was a real place to helping people understand um, what are the, the needle movers and trying to get their health back on track. Funnily enough, most of my clients are actually over 50. The right. challenges are probably even more uh, acute, if you want, than even over 40s because probably less time the children are that bit older, they're a bit older too. And they even their habits are even more ingrained. So having said that, some of the best transformation we've had have been in people over 50s, probably because they live like that for longer mm. and they're more adamant that the time is now. We've had some great transformation in the mid 50s, which I thought, really? I've got a guy that was in fact turned 58 this year. It was amazing wow. transformation. The transformation was so acute, he actually changed jobs because it wasn't just a physical transformation. It was an identity shift. Right. The guy said to, in his, in his off board, he said, look, I was, uh, I, I was, I was weeping in the corners as he put it in Spanish when we did it in Spanish. He says, I was moaning. I was miserable with myself. And all of a sudden I realized it was down to me. No more. I wasn't going to put up with any more of this rubbish. I was going to change my job, change my life. And literally halfway through our, our course of week six, he says, Hey, I've had enough. I'm looking for another job. He'd been in a job for about four or five years. You'd never think a man in his mid-50s in Spain in this scenario would look for a job. He did. He didn't just look for it. He changed jobs. Wow. And the guys yeah. is kept the 10 kilos off. So the point here really is not just a physical transformation. It's that identity shift yeah. that is so powerful. You no longer see yourself as a victim. You see yourself as someone who's going to take the bull by the horns and move on to the next, uh, to the next plane, as it were. See, that's really interesting because you've got you've got that basic program worked out, and and if people want to know more about your basic program, I suggest you get in touch with um, Heck and Jose around around what that is, and and they'll be able, be able to tell you more about it. But you're also pushing. Um, you've got your WhatsApp group, and the um, you've got you do your monthly webinars and, and things like that, and you push your um, different things that you've been reading and things like that. So I get the feeling that over the past two years, the course when you first started it is different from the course that maybe that I've just gone through and it will be different again, uh, maybe for the, for the people who go through it in, in the future. So how do you keep the program fresh? What, 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 what is the sort of thing that you're looking for? And you, you know, how, how much do you change what you do by, uh, by finding out new things? That's a, that's a good point. So um, Jose alluded to before of our six pillars of health. So I concluded when I did my research to put all this together, that six things that are the shifters, okay? Different ratios, some people are more affected by some than others. So if you look at the six pillars briefly, habits and routines, sleep, hydration, nutrition, exercise activity, and mindset. And obviously people, if you imagine those are six different pots, some people are gonna have some pots fuller than others. And some people are gonna be affected by things more than others. But essentially those are the six things we are going to shift. So to answer your question, funnily enough, I've been surprised in the last two years how little the original program, the, the core is still there. The, the core, uh, what we do obviously is we do the, the initial five weeks, then another four weeks and four weeks that makes up 13. Uh, and you may say, why 13 seems an odd number? Well, most programs are about 10 or 12. Because my age group is that little bit older, I just thought I'd go for a bit of a funky number. No one's going to be daft enough to use 13 unless it's fitness DMB. So we hit on 13. It gives us another couple of weeks, 12, 13, to make that transformation easier. Yeah. And funnily enough, 
to answer your question, the program hasn't changed much. It has been optimized. For example, I did a I did a course on sleep to become a bit of a sleep expert with Mind Valley in the US with uh, Dr. Bruce, who in America is known as a sleep doctor. And it took me a month to get through where I really, really dived in deep into what made sleep to, to really master sleep. And of course, I knew it'd be useful because I was coaching on sleep. So I thought, whatever I invest, I'm going to get this back 10 times. Um, and then um, I, I really believe in the space I'm in, I will read three, four books a month on my topics of interest. So example, uh, mindset, uh, for example, uh, sleep or things that I believe will, will help me in my coaching. So yes, I will then optimize through my webinars when I do my TMBNR once a month, I give a bit of coaching. Um, and again, I will add that into my coaching to make it a little bit more efficient. If I pick up something on sleep, um, I will add that to it. So that's, yeah. So, so just to optimize general coaching through what I read, Barry. That's, that's um, really interesting. The, I'd like to thank you both for um, giving me the insight to behind, behind, almost behind the scenes of, of what I've gone through for the, for the past 13 weeks. Um, to hear more about the topic of sleep in, in particular, um, and I can um, hopefully not give anything away by because uh, it's been highlighted quite a lot that that is such a core element to to what the um, what, what the fitness TMB is is all about. Then I also recommend looking at the recent episode around fatigue risk management with fatigue expert Sarah Booth from Bain Simmons. Um, in other news, I'd like to just quickly shout out to um, people in the human factors domain or the ergonomics domain who are looking for the CIHF ergonomics conference in 2022. The deadline for long papers is fast approaching. So if you've got a paper that you're trying to get done, you've got about three weeks to get it sorted out or less than that now because the deadline is November the 1st. But if you're doing a short paper, then you've got until January to get that um, squared away. So with a massive thank you to both my guests, Heck and Jose today. Heck, if people want to know more about living a healthier lifestyle, where can they get in touch with you? Okay, you can find me on, oh, my webpage is uh, fitnesstmb.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Heck Salgado. I post there quite regularly. And probably those are the two main platforms to, uh, to find me. That's fantastic. And I thoroughly recommend definitely looking at the LinkedIn because there's a lot of tips that are put up on a, on a very regular basis. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you. Excellent, Barry. Thanks ever so much for your time and having us on the program. Thank you for listening to 1202, the Human Factors Podcast. Please do get in touch with your thoughts, questions, and comments. You can contact us at www.barrykirby.co.uk and on Twitter at B-A-Z underscore K. See you next time. And remember, it's more than just common sense.